West Limerick 102. The following is the podcast of County Views. It's broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 7th of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Bertie Wall and Dick Lanigan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. listeners and indeed it's uh, an evening you could do with a jumper wrapped around you this evening there's no flies out this evening i can assure you and i am your tuned to west limerick 102 fm and this program is going out live from now on this wednesday evening until 11 o'clock and if you want to text in or call in on 0696620 or 0876698800 it's a live program until 11 o'clock and of course we wish John Harold a safe journey home there this evening after all the fine wonderful music he's been playing there for the past hour and a half and Jason Smith our producer is ready willing and able and I suppose he's a little bit edgy tonight as a born Englishman but a wonderful Irishman indeed he's well covered on all sides and he'll be praying I suppose for England to win that soccer match that he's on at the moment on RT2 I'm told even though we can have, have it on the BBC which most people have nowadays and we couldn't have Limerick and Cork last Saturday evening for the Irish nation. It wasn't available on our Irish channels whatsoever. And indeed, listening to the um, sports program was it this morning or yesterday morning, I had soccer and snooker and rugby and all kinds of things, but I didn't hear GA mentioned, which is quite common of late indeed, that you have lots of sports programs now and they don't even give the GA mention in the heart of the playing season. And of course, on the panel tonight, as usual, is the ever-reliable... Tom Ryan himself, a man who sat at the sidelines for many years and took active part as manager of the Limerick team, winning the league and many other winnings as well, and of course with his own club as well. And Bertie Wall, who spent many a hard day and night representing the farmers of West Limerick and County Limerick in Ireland as well, and many other involvements as well. Bertie, of course, is well known from Colourful Man. And Dick Lanigan came all the way at enormous expense from Kilkenny via Croke to Newcastle West tonight, and of course a well-known personality throughout Limerick since he came many moons ago. And that's what I'd like to say about the panel tonight, and they're all very, very welcome. And I'm sure our listeners might be down slightly as some of you are watching that foreign game that was banned in our young days. So we'll have a quick word on the matches last weekend, and those who couldn't see them at all, only the, sadly for the old people, as we often say, who gave their life's blood literally for the GA, both holding football and carting young people to the games. And then, because the GA sold the rights to... Sky, it wasn't available for the ordinary Joe Soap of Ireland, and I feel so sorry for people in nursing homes, really, that I, I call to nursing homes quite a bit, or this we used to call when we were allowed, and those people are there in their final years, indeed we're all in our final years at this stage in life anyway, but they're deprived of the games they loved and cultured so much over their lifetime. 
Well, well, I couldn't possibly agree with you more. Uh, I thought it was very sad. Um, I came home from work on, on, on that evening, uh, switched through the Irish channels. I couldn't believe that it wasn't on. Uh, and I sat there on my own, listening to the match on the radio. And you know what? It brought back memories of the 1950s, my grandfather and the neighbours listening to the radio. And I thought, uh, with this long lockdown, uh, and people have suffered and, and suffered loneliness uh, that, you know, the game that is most important, I'd say, to Munster people, not just Limerick and Cork people, but Munster people and GA people all over. Uh, and it just goes to show you that the value of what we value here in Munster is uh, minimal by comparison with what the Metropolitan Dublin and their soccer and, uh, and their interests um, it, it follows through with a whole lot of other aspects, uh, political and social and, and economic as well. Um, but I think it's, it was a sad reflection uh, on, on the national broadcaster that one of the most important matches of the year, the start of the GAS season series, and, and there it was, we had to listen to it on radio, on our own. Dick, I was lucky I was coming from the Greyhound sales in Kilkenny and I called to my daughter's house and saw the Kilkenny Wexford match first which was a living in Palace Green it was a tremendous match a stop off point yes, yes. maybe the will win the All-Ireland but to, as a contest and the referee put the whistle in his pocket and let him play away and I thought it was a tremendous game of hurling couldn't have enjoyed it more whoever won it. both teams were excellent and in Limerick came then and that was a reasonably good match. I thought Limerick uh, were unlucky. They had a man giving away a penalty. I didn't think it was a penalty. But uh, they tired near the end or something. I didn't think Limerick... Cork had a win of it if they, if they were good enough to take it, but they didn't take it. So Limerick are out in the Munster final. And in the Euroan County, Clare seemed to be hard done by... We'll come back to that. Yeah. So, yeah. Tom? One thing, one, 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 one other thing. I think this is the last year of Sky, I'm told. So maybe I'm wrong. You <laughs> <laughs> made this last year before the Novos yet, no monies. <laughs> yeah, well, Pat, we spoke about it last week, and to be honest about it, it's an absolute disgrace what the GA have done, and been allowed to get away with, like, you know, an amateur organisation, sold their souls, three semi-finals of the, of, of the championship in, in the middle of a pandemic. And mind you now, there was very little comment about it in the media, and I had a bit of a, I had to kind of fight, now I have a piece on about it on the, on the main next Saturday, and I didn't get an offer of encouragement on this occasion now, either, you know. From the paper? Yes, from my, I, 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 had to, I had to kind of say, look, we're going, this is going on, no more about it. Yeah. And uh, the actual, the, the point I made about it was that, um, that you know, the meanness and the, and the real capitalism of Sky in the middle of a pandemic, like Alberti has rightly said, you know, we were sent back to the 50s, you know, in, 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 put that way to listen to the radio. I've known Sky never had Sky said it all. I have no interest in it at all. But uh, the point about it is that you, at least they could have even what have a gesture on the occasion and let it go free to air, you know, and uh, show some degree. But these are these organisations are money led and profit. That's what they want. The GA and their associates in every county and their de and our delegates have stood silent. Uh, we often hear the story about sending by, which we did before, like, but we're doing still.
an absolute disgrace, Pat. The world of people came. You, you nearly think that I had something to do because I got more phone calls to voters, and every time I went to see the door, I, people were coming to the voters. I think the, the most important point Tom, you made there was the fact that it was a pandemic year and the people were not allowed to attend the match. That there should have been an announcement for that, and it yes. should have been changed. Yeah, and, and it would have been a gesture anyway. And the know. silence was absolutely unbelievable, right, both yeah. from politicians and from the GA clubs. As I said, I know some clubs locally, it was Pride Week, they were praising them, yeah. wishing them well, that that's yeah. as far as they could go, and no comment whatsoever. And as somebody said to me about, uh, quite a number of people said about this Makistan draw, that people should stop paying it. Yeah. Well, Pat, you know, I suppose people have to protest, and I, but you see, there's definitely a fear factor everywhere. You know, I, I, I can't understand it, and I'm looking for a reason. You know, we have a very prominent county here, GA, like going back, strong representatives in our county board, and we have delegates in Crow Park, and you might as well have, they have no say whatsoever. They're going up there, and as you often said, Pat, they're only there for father, that's all. Yeah, but as we've also said in the past here, that in the years past, delegates uh, went to meetings, they spoke at meetings, but now they have them kind of eliminated, they have an executive for this and a subcommittee for this, that and the other thing. Plus, if you criticize or speak out, which I'm a victim of myself on different topics, you'll be eliminated. Well, let's not leave the national broadcaster out of it either. You know, we are in a, in a massive long, lockdown for a long period of time. Um, and this was most important to us, the, the, the GA thing. But the GA had the rights over the national broadcaster. Pardon? The GA would have the rights of the game over the national broadcaster. And they couldn't broadcast it without the permission of the GA. Correct. But at the same time, the, uh, the, the broadcaster went out and got the rights for the soccer. You know? Which yeah. brings me back to my point. Uh, obviously, catering for metropolitan area of Dublin and and and, and the requirements and the and the, and the, the likes well, there. Huh? You're right, there, Bertie. That's yeah. that's a fact. You know, there's there's a there's a, a, a real code, a model code is here. You know, I mean, that that we have succumbed to like in the country here. You know, and uh, to be honest about it, like I mean, the GA is an amateur organisation built on the on the blood, sweat, and tears of ordinary people that that are very soon forgotten and Pat you know that and Bertie and so does Dick you can be you can be airbrushed out of the GA very very fast and for, for what you've done and what people have spent their life doing and all of a sudden if you go for another ticket they wouldn't even have heard of you at, at, at. and the thing about this is you see that that we are a nation of of kind of what you would call model cultists like that we don't we don't protest enough you see in it, and we let the people that are there to represent do that and they're doing a fine bad job. Dick, yes. the decisions, I think, I suppose the main talking point was this line baller situation with Claire. And again, there are so many changes in the whole and the football. But I think if somebody who might have been into a coma 20 years ago and they woke up and they watched what's going on now, they wouldn't know what game they're watching. Yeah, well, so many changes. If you watched the Kenny Wexler match, it was. Uh, I, I know Wexford started with 14 in this, their own half, but was um, full, of, full of enthusiasm and not too many frees and there was good, good shoulder and then some ground hauling in it, but good hauling and a good stick walk. Uh, that referee was terrible uh, against Clare. Yeah, I just thought he was, 
but if you go back, he's done it before. He did in Dallas and final with Richie Hogan. You know, he, he he seems to want the big the big decision, and he he's the hand is up to give out the red card or the yellow card in this case last Sunday. He could have given a, a penalty to Clare, he didn't. Where was the umpire? I thought they had a say to say it was a free to stick their hand out. No one stuck their hand out. You know, this. Tom, it's, it's, I find that sometimes I wonder why players don't just walk off the field. When, over the years, we've seen some appalling decisions, and if they say anything or do anything, they're fined and silenced again, really. Well, you, you know, you're right there, Pat. There is a, there is a trend, like, you know. I mean, this new rule that came in, and not boring anybody about it for cynical fouling. There was cynical fouling going on. And it was being coached as well. The same as Limerick are coaching this farm tackle and fouling and pulling and dragging and, and, and all this. And that's why there's so many frees. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, that's how I've been coached. I had a Limerick team for four years, a top pass in the county hurling. None, no back door. Championship holding every match window was a final. We had an average of eight frees against us. I never had any comment in that. Because why we were, they were coached not to, not to foul. Eight frees, an average a match. Now, there could be 30 frees. And there's nothing you see. It is all about, it is all about showmanship now. It is all about these gurus that are there with their laptops and their computers and their GPSs and their back and all this nonsense. And Dick is right, 100% right. That match in Kilkenny, we went back to basics and we stand the match. And so did Galway in Dublin. Dublin rattled Galway because they mapped him and they didn't give him any. Galway came up to our tennis floor in the park. They might go to the war someplace after dinner, after, after the match, just for a bit of entertainment. But they got entertainment, all right. And the point about it was that they walked into an ambush and Dublin stuck into them, mapped them in, no, no, actually, no, give them no room or nothing, and they won that match and won it well and f fair played them. But what happened in uh, in the turn and temporary match was an absolute disgrace. And furthermore about it, and we've all uh, have our comment on this, on Sunday game, Sunday night, now that's a real false, phony show now out here. They never commented on the Shannon foul of any sort. They didn't even show it. They didn't comment on it. They made, they made a big deal about the foul. It was a stupid foul anyway, but Boy McCarthy was, 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 was a... But I suppose the conditions were slipping. Yeah, well, no, no, he went in his stupid thing. He, he did a stupid thing, but... So that was that was a, a yellow card as well. There was, there was no penalty involved in that. But look, we were victims of that in 1990. We can go back to 1995 in Turles. 96 in Crow Park. And 96 in Crow Park. Yeah, Limerick and Ireland final. At least they'll have another match. Mm -hmm. But we've got to back, back to shortly. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on Westland Week 102 FM on the 7th of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11 p.m. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Bertie Wall and Dick Lanigan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. 
for all your legal requirements. Phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors. TOD.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to County Views on West Limerick 102 FM. And tonight's panel is uh, producer Jason Smith, as usual, Tom Ryan, Bertie Wall, and Dick Lennigan. Uh, Limerick, 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 you're a lady, it says. The song says. And Limerick has, ladies have had 278 legal abortions in the past 12 months. And it's the highest figure outside of Dublin in abortions. And then we move on to when fairly high in the list from the Limerick point of view, 323 COVID cases in Limerick in the past 14 days, 73 in Clare in the same period. So, Bertie, Limerick are really literally number one for the wrong reasons there, or maybe for abortion. Why is that say for the right reason? The 278, second highest to Dublin. And you can add in on top of that, then my lady advisor advises me that the, the home pills and home abortions and all that kind of stuff which to take having gotten through the internet you can make that figure much higher second highest to dublin in abortion do you know for the third largest city in in in, in the country that's kind of a startling and a frightening and a, a sad reflection on the city but there are a whole lot of other areas as well in, in that really depress me about uh, limerick uh, the carry-on in the university is, you know, really a black mark against the, the city as well. Uh, and the fact that, uh, you know, students in Limerick seem to misbehave more than they did in Dublin or Cork or Galway. Um, and I just wonder. Now, for years, of course, uh, the situation in Limerick, crime-wise and everything else, was left run out of control. Uh, they sort of got it back under control in terms of the organised gangs. But there's an awful lot of uh, uh, social disruption, bad behaviour, uh, and it's, it's a reflection on our city. Uh, it's hard to explain why um, we have more abortions than, than uh, other places. Um, I suppose we can put it down to a lot of things. The, the church, Catholic Church, used to be a model authority. It's no longer a model authority. Plus the fact that you have all sorts of commercial organizations promoting uh, abort deficiency and, and the facilities to abort and, and making it easier and, and advising in that area, which is a, a sad situation, I suppose. Uh, as Tom said earlier about the GA, all of these things come down to money, and um, it's probably money talking. Uh, Ireland and, and, and Limerick, you know, uh, is not playing um, the part of the third largest city in the Republic should be should be playing. Um, we have been ignored. The motorway uh, has been postponed on several occasions. Uh, you know, the, whether you agree or disagree, the mayoral election, which we voted for to have an elected mayor um, in 2019, and it's they're talking now maybe next year. Now, what city is lying down and taking it? Uh, and there, there doesn't, anybody, Tom's right, there doesn't seem to be anybody getting up and protesting. Or, and you'd have to wonder about the quality of our politicians. Seriously. Very, very valid points there, indeed, Bertie. Yeah. Ick. I, well, I, I agree, Bertie. Um, 
some of the points he made. Just to, I watched the programme last night, it was a chat programme between six and seven, and was on about, something came on about this new pro, it was on last year again, about couples, so a bit of a, it was like Kathleen and Cubicle House, beds along, but there's couples, uh, I can't think of the name of the programme, it's on every night now, it's a big hit. And two fellas comment now, giving their opinion on this. I, you know, I mean, that's, that's the role models now that the young lads are looking at, you know, that it's, it's a kind of um, almost uh, semi porn almost in, in a way, you know what I mean? Was it radio, television? Or television, television. It's on, I don't, haven't seen this program, but it's, it's I there. I for English. It's English, I presume. Channel, yeah. Channel. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, TV3, I presume, yeah. But it's, that's what's the role model. Like, that is right, the church has lost some of its authority. You know, that uh, young lads are not. Uh, Anxious about it, we have a lot of drug taking. Is it, is yeah. it, do you think maybe, is it the fact that drugs have lost authority, which is correct on one hand, or is it that the, the media people are using the, their power to influence things in a particular well, way? Yes, well, yeah. well I, I admire the church, to be honest. I admire what the priests are there. I think they're ultra dedicated and very good. I'm not knocking them at all. But uh, I do think the media have a huge influence. We have multimedias, skies and so forth, all these organisations that have huge power and yielded. Because the yeah. press media do tell me, the Catholic, that they're issuing statements and so forth. We had that abortion in Dublin there recently, where the perfect fetus was aborted. Yeah. And I, I'm, I haven't spoken to some of the people in the yeah. pro-life side of the campaign and they issued, there was loads of statements issued to the press and the media and they, they didn't get publicised at all. Yes, yeah, well, it's how aggressive the, the pro-abortion people are, they wanted to, if it's at many weeks now, they want that shortened because people are going to England, you know, that they're very, very aggressive and they're listened to. You know, as Tom said, we lack moral authority in this country, we really do, for people to stand up with a backbone. And just, Tom mentioned off here, um, uh, gambling, and I just have a case in recently, I won't mention it, but I, I think gambling is almost equal in its evil to drugs, with drugs. Tom has been said that for a long, yeah, long time. I just, it, it frightened me what I heard, and I, he, he'll probably touch it. I don't that much about it, I never gamble, thanks be to God, but, but um, it, uh, just to mention the university, we have a, a leading university in, in Ireland, maybe in the world, sorry. Just to mm. come in there now, that's just, I have a I'd have to go for, uh, sorry there, it is a, a text message coming now that I can't find it on my phone. Okay. Sorry for interrupting you. No, I'll, I'll finish on I this. I find it, I'll yeah. on but the same topic. It, you know, it's, so. I've sent, our children luckily went there, some of them, and we've got excellent returns from the university and we're delighted with it. But if any lowering the standards, which in, has happened on a number of occasions, should be severely dealt with. And it seems to me that it's not no. been dealt with. No. You know, it's brushed under the carpet. And it, this is the case with, I've heard recently, in other semi-state organisations, not only the university, and I wouldn't like to say any more than that, but... Now, this, this is the text message. We have a lot of messages here on the other machine as well. This is on my own phone. So anybody want to send me in a message? 087-99-7340. 087-99-7340. What else can be said about abortion? It is such a sad, barbaric act to deny someone the gift of life. We can help girls in their hour of need. We don't have to take a life. This is an assault on ourselves. My good friend Mary. Point well met. Absolutely. So, 
Tom? Well, you, you know, the um, those figures are frightening, and a lot of, you know, you made a comment there about a, a perfect fetus that was um, destroyed and aborted. Should have, I mean, 99.9% .9 of the fetuses are perfect fetuses, like. So, like, and we were told early on during the campaign here, and we fought a campaign here really strong against, uh, against it, against the amendment, and uh, we had very little support from people as well. And uh, they looked on as, as, as it was a woman's health problem. <laughs> there must be a lot of women very sick, or, uh, you know, there were women, you know, when, when these figures are plus the ones that you're talking about, Pat. But, you know, getting back to Limerick, and I, I think that, I mean, of all the people that have sat in the studio here, I mean, the, the, the one man that has the experience here, Bertie Wall, with the university, I mean, they, they, their record and their recent record and their dealings and their, with, and their financial dealings are absolutely atrocious. And they have, they have been, and the, the Pals Act there and the, the Commons and the Gorns and the monies that's been spent and invested there, I mean, by the state, uh, up to the latest one in the buying of the Duns uh, site there. I mean, and we had one of our top politicians involved in that, Mary Harney, wasn't she there? Is she a chancellor or something there? Not some big, I, I wouldn't be showing out all these fancy names because I didn't see too many universities myself. But I, I know that there's a lot of fancy names and caps and gowns there, like going around. But I'll tell you something that uh, we're not getting, we're getting a very poor return. And the other thing about that is, Bertie also mentioned about the mayoral situation. Now, we, I mean, Limerick is, 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 is nearly now our control of the gas. There's no one in charge We have a CEO, right? We have a county council. Now, that's one. We have a CEO, he's, a, he's, he, he's the leading light. We have a county council. We have an administration that they're there, hundreds of And uh, we'll get to talk to one of them and you'll find out how difficult it is. We have county councils sitting now that after getting 18,000 of rise, an absolute useless body you now of people. I mean, with the exception of one or two. Now we have a, a, we have a 2030 that are spending billions, hundreds of millions inside the city that's falling down. We have, that's another, another line, we have a forum now that's been put together. Who are these people? We have a ring road outside in the north side and they're actually, the main occupation there now is buying the land around it for property development. And now we want to have a mayor who's going to be in charge of all that. So I mean, for the name of God and, and the name of all this holy, what kind of an operation do we run here at all? What kind of people have we sit inside that council chamber that are drawing their money? I do not. Now folks, we're coming up to 10 o'clock, so we'll be going to an ad break shortly, and then we'll be dealing with a number of uh, messages which come in, Sarah Kios on the ball, fine and bright now. Uh, could the panel throw any light on the social housing situation from Sarah? Sarah, you might say a little bit more detail there, what you're actually aiming at in relation to social housing, what, what part would you want us to discuss? And then another one, hello Pat, our healthcare frontline workers, get, should they get a bonus for all their work in this un outgoing, ongoing, out ongoing, I suppose, pandemic? And that's from Eilish Hayes in Adair. And there is nobody to blame, Pat, only the GA, they sold the rights for money regards. Mike, I assume that's Mike Barrett, the man who's been many years behind, uh, beside the goalpost. Indeed, the umpires or linesmen cannot call a free, only give their view if asked by the referee, Mike Barrett. And Phil called in, there would not be any abortions if they did not indulge, they would not bulge. 
Well, indeed. Well, not long. That's what they, they went on the gravy train, even though they didn't call it a gravy train, back to Belfast and bringing down all kinds of condoms and just going to solve all kinds of problems. And it goes on and on and on, and now we go on to an outbreak. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 7th of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11 p.m. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Bertie Wall and Dick Lanigan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to County Views on West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station. And one of the messages came in there early in the time. Could the panel throw any light on social housing situation from Sarah Kyo? Now, why do they call it social housing? I'm not asking you the question, but I wonder why they use that particular name. I've often wondered that myself, <laughs> Pat, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I mean, what is, what is meant by social housing? Yeah, tell us there's extra time in soccer, match still 1-1. Anyone interested in that soccer is 1-1. Sorry about different subjects. Social housing. Um, I, the whole thing is a, is a complete mystery to me. Uh, most of us, uh, probably all of us sitting around That's this table, built, built our own houses. Uh, uh, and we went out and we had to maybe, you know, get direct labour or whatever it is. Um, there seems to be a, an attitude, an, an entitlement attitude now amongst a lot of people. You listen to any one of the discussion programs on national radio and indeed other radios as well. The government has to do this. The government has to do that. The government must provide housing. Housing is a right. The government must provide health. The government must provide education. Where is the individual responsibility uh, in all of this? You know, we're supposed to be one of the wealthiest countries. Uh, we're, we're on a, uh, reasonably high wages. And nobody seems to want to do anything and wait for somebody to do it for us. There's a whole load of people out there who are well capable of organizing to build their own houses, but they're sitting in their behinds waiting for uh, you and I, the taxpayers, to fund houses for them. And they want to get it for low rent. I, 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 I really I didn't realize, I didn't realize that you and I had so much in common. Because uh, I, I was uh, often taken to call the poor Clares after me because I was one of the poor Clares. And when we got married, my wife and I, from zero, nothing, you had to get your own house, get your own site, build your own house, the whole thing has changed. And children came accordingly, and you reared those, and you worked, and you did everything, as did many, many others like us, coming from basically from nothing. That's right. And now that I was talking to a man down in a place yesterday, and we were looking at a lady with eight children, and the partner with her, and never did a day's work in their life. 
and they have a house for nothing. They have all the benefits that's gone. And all I get is the fat man and another down on top of that as well. And uh, I never got a penny from the state in my life. And as you say, now it is hand out, the state have to give them this, the state have given that. And our generation, and I'm sure Dick and yourself and Tom are the same, we had to get it for ourselves. That day is completely gone, Dick. Am I missing out to something? Or I think you are, Pat. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the cost of a daughter went to Dublin recently, and the cost of renting of, 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 uh, for five people in a house was 4,000. So it's it's a social welfare pay for No, no, it's a social welfare from Crow. If she got pregnant uh, yes. and uh, moved in, I understand well, that. Yes, what I'm doing, my point is, and by the time they said they'd take it, the, the landlord wanted a 9% increase, so they, they left it. That's the kind of cost. So how is a, a young person in a job in Dublin pay out that money, able to save to build a house? House prices, materials have gone up at least 35%, time, wouldn't it? Steel has gone up double, timber, and there's no question of inflation in this country. We, that's not mentioned in any doll report that I've seen. Uh, the, the TD came out uh, over housing, We've had a rent crisis since 2007. So now, in 2021, we can index link the rent after it gone to an absorbent level. So now we can do that. We couldn't do it for the last uh, 15 or 16 years. That's what, uh, you, you can't get planning permission in the country after this year. And the cost of getting planning with percolation will be about 30,000 if you got a free site. You know, this. Pat, did anybody ever explain to us how we went from a situation before the crash where we had surplus, massive surplus of housing and massive yeah. uh, vacant estates that were largely finished or uh, mostly finished yes. and, and left, were left unoccupied. Yeah. But a shortage of housing literally within three or four years. It, uh, in 2007, in the state, as we call it, if you, if you want to be socialist, the state had all these houses, some of them finished, some of them not finished, and we sold them off to vulture funds. They control the whole thing now, don't they, Tom? They, they control the rent. They left them back to yeah. the people, our like oh, in the yes. tonight, yeah. where the, the government are selling large blocks of houses up to a thousand houses and that to the vulture funds yes. who will then rent them back to the county councils again. Yeah. Just mind boggling, Tom, mind boggling. It's, it's not mind boggling at all. I'd be the admin out here at the table tonight and in this instance, like, because first of all, I mean, are very fine to say that we can build our own houses. We can't build our own houses because we can't get plan permission. Number one, I mean, the planning and the blackout business going on in this country with planning for over the past 30 or 40 years is criminal of the top, of, of, of the highest degree of criminality has gone on. And going on to this day in every county council and city council in the country, Pell's Act and favour being given no matter who you are. I mean, it's an absolute disgrace what has gone on. So there's no chance a person has, and from no one, whatever they have changed it in the laws now, there'll be no one be allowed for to build a single house, which is a, an absolute disaster like, I mean, for the rural island itself. But I can't understand at all why, like, why you know, it's a cliche saying we built houses in the 50s when we had no money, and we did. And a lot of people lived in them, and a lot of people were happy, and they looked after them, and they were very happy, and there were big families there. And 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 the state back in the 30s and 40s did build houses, and and they, they, for social housing, people need housing, and and you know we can't say go out and build your own because you can't build your own. But the state has a responsibility, and our local authorities have a responsibility to take on 
the job of building houses and letting those houses out at a fair rent and managing the estates. If you go into Limerick City, there's no areas in Limerick City. They demolished the finest houses that were ever built in this country, both in 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 South Hill and in Maras. Unbelievable damage done because why? No management at count at local authority level. People sitting in offices looking into computers didn't even know where these places were. They wouldn't go up, they wouldn't see what was going on. They were wrecked and blagabled and taken over in antisocial behaviour and criminal gangs all over Limerick City. Again, who's responsible for that? The city council and the Garda are responsible for it. That's who's responsible for it. And they are there's a duty on us. We have we're told now there's a thing happened today now and I kind of said to myself what's happening? We're told that we can get money from Europe at no interest rates. We nearly get paid to take it. And I mentioned Feno, who, who wouldn't be for great to talk, all right, like, and they were in power in a lot of councils and did nothing when they were there. They had a say, and they had a majority all over Dublin and in a lot of, county, in, in a, in a lot of other areas as well. But I think with Bill Barrett, he made a point today. Now, let him be left or let him be radicals or socialists, whatever they are, that this money is available f free, practically free to, if our government, but our government and our country is so badly indebted that they're afraid now that to, to, uh, nearly half a trillion now, they're still a third, I'd say more of a half a trillion of debt. They're so indebted now due to, due to unbelievable wastage and, and, and pure, like, abstract spending by people that haven't that probably clue how to do their job. Or he sitting down, making decisions, and not able to back them up, or not able to manage these decisions. So, like, we're, so now, like, for the past 12 months or two years, they were blaming local authorities, which they were right. The, the local authorities sat by and said, well, should we can't build houses if you're not giving us the money. I mean, they haven't the money. We understand that. And if it was supposed to come from Central Exchequer, it didn't come. Why didn't it come? Because it didn't dare. And now we can't borrow it because we are so much in debt. So it's, it's a serious matter now. But things were left get out of hand, as I made the point earlier of on. Of City. I mean, look at that row of houses down from the, from the railway station. That, that, you know, there was not a thing wrong with them. And they were systematically wrecked. And the same people that wrecked them were out in the street looking for, 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 for to be rehoused again. Now we'll move on to the next one, and that was from Eilish Hayes in a dale. Should our healthcare frontline workers get a bonus for all their works or will take quick answers and that let's leave and move on to the next topic? Should the healthcare workers should they get a bonus for all their work in this ongoing pandemic? <coughs> the problem with trying to do that, and that's a very worthy uh, suggestion, uh, the people at the, at the cold face, of course, should be rewarded. But if you try rewarding the people at the cold face, you also have to reward the suits and the, and, 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 and the bureaucracy and the people who waste the bloody money. Uh, and that's the problem with it. If we could act, uh, target it to the people who are at the cold face and who are doing the job and who have done a marvellous job and are to be commended, yes, I would be 100% in favour of it. But how to do it? And as Tom has said, this country is so poorly run and so badly run, you could see that the suits were probably corner most of it if you Indeed, uh, I, I agree they should get some recompense, yes. whether it's the holidays, maybe, or, or 
thousand jurors or something. But How do you agree with that? With I do, Pat. I, I think that uh, they've done a marvellous job. You know, I mean, I, I've been in the hospitals and see them, and you know, this was a terrible pandemic, terrible disease. They faced up to the doctors, the nurses, all the people, who, all the people now working in hospitals. You know, this is the, 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 the point. I mean, Bertie has made has made a very valid point there about the suits. Forget about the suits now. They're all right. They're well compensated, including Mr. Headman, their CEO, getting about five hundred thousand a year. But like also now we say including this should be all workers in the hospitals, including the 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 first like aiders and the people in the ambulances and the Gardaí as well. They had to handle it all. So like, let's be, let's get facts out there. And it does have frontline workers in fairness to it. Pardon? That message does have frontline workers. It does, but you see, Pat, you see, this is the area now, frontline workers to, to, to decide who they are like, and who's going to do that. You see, that's very important that there's no one left out of this. And I would, comp I would say that as a cash payment, tax-free to those people, if we can spend hundreds of millions and we hundreds of millions, a couple of million million people well, wouldn't go straight. You can only give 500 euro uh, tax free. Is that all? That's yeah, all. Yeah, well, now, sure, yeah. uh, next one, hi all. I wouldn't mind getting it there. Hi all, those trying to build their own homes are faced with enormous charges and regulations before a sub yes. can be turned. Uh, England ahead, Harry Keane scored the penalty on the rebound. Uh, that's the update there from our good friend Mary who's keeping us tuned in on the soccer. Hi all, those trying to build their own homes are faced with enormous charges and regulations before a sod can be turned on their sites. It is a disgrace to those who are trying to better themselves are faced with so many obstacles. It's as if government and local authorities don't want them to do so. Regards Christy Kelly. I think uh, it's uh, Christy, my good friends in the European Parliament, it's been a policy for many years to move people into towns and cities. And back to the one before that high pat again I consider it a disgrace that the church is not showing leadership by giving the go ahead to have communions, confirmations and baptisms for the sake of the children to do so in a safe manner as they have proven already whatever party that may occur after those ceremonies has nothing to do with the church seemingly those celebrations and parties are going ahead in many places anyway I'm delighted you made that point because I had that in my list because a, a lady who bakes cakes and buns and that for uh, for holy communions and parties I suppose she would run off her feet at the moment she tells me she can't keep up with it mm. because the parties are going ahead for these communions even though the communions might not be going ahead but the party is uh, uh, seemingly those celebrations parties are going ahead in many places anywhere without the church ceremonies taking place. The church has yet again failed to show leadership. They have already allowed the government to make public mass illegal and we thought Cromwell was bad. Now we have our own Cromwells in government, at least in Cromwell times, the church leaders and the people defied Cromwell under the threat of death. Regards Christy Kelly. Uh, Bertie, uh, parties are going ahead. He says about communion. Communion, uh, I'll try not to be controversial, but the communion is a huge question because you, I, and many listeners know that the communion is, 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 uh, I'm not stuck now on a record player or not, but they go to communion and, and they'll probably never see inside in the church again, many of those communicants. 
often the, the, the party and the celebration and, and, the, and, the, and the gifts and the whole. You get the community have the party, so that probably may be that, right? And uh, maybe, maybe this is the real world. Yeah. Maybe this is the, the real world. The, the, for many, many uh, couples and for many people, the whole actual church ceremony was kind of almost irrelevant. Something you kind of went through quickly as possible and got on with the party and the celebration, which is sad. But then again, you have to wonder, has a lot of the, the religious practice uh, been skin deep in, in this country, uh, be quite honest about it? Not too many people, again, are, are um, getting up and, and, and protesting about that. It's falling maybe to a certain generation and the representatives of a certain age group to, to you know, uh, uh, and a nostalgia for what used to be in going to mass and, and meeting their friends. But I'd say the, the younger generations, it's nobody seems to miss the, the, the mass or I the celebration. I was at mass in last Sunday morning at half past nine, which is normal enough for me. And uh, looking around the church, there was about the 50 there, more or less. <laughs> but there was nobody different than under 50. Yes. Nobody under 50. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the age of the people now, they can refer to, not the numbers inside the church, but either way, it was a 50-50 yeah. job. I remember uh, we, I just, uh, and, and possibly still do, a collection for a political party in my own parish. Uh, and I can remember back 30 years ago, and uh, the amount of people that would be coming to Mass, and, and especially the half-11 Mass, uh, and even the people rushing in at the last minute. Uh, and last year I did it. There was 18 people, and they, they were all over 60 years of age. At that class, I think that the church can't have the communions because uh, the politicians told them they can't. It's the law, isn't it? Because yeah. no, I think no. it was only a casual. Yes, by it's a recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah. I was talking. There was a survey done. My wife tells me there today among young people, and they were asked who was the Taoiseach. And Adam didn't know, but the majority of them said it was Leo. But, but, but I was with a man today and doing insurance and wearing masks and all so forth. He says, there's no need to wear the mask. He said, I got the virus. He said, he said that someone came into their house that had met someone. But out of that meeting, 70 people got the virus. Between neighbours and people come. They didn't know that a person came in had the virus. But 70 people contacted it from that person coming into his house. You know, mm -hmm. so it's and then the new variant is extremely aggressive, and there's another one coming after that. So I, I, I the, the church has to be responsible. Like they're anxious to, that people get communion. You know, there's um. The problem is that it's, it has remained a clerical church in Ireland. Uh, years ago in Australia, 20 years ago in Australia, they had started preparing for the fact that priests were going to get scarce. Yes. And they had involved the lay people, and, and, and the sacrament was, was consecrated centrally and, and sent out to the churches. And lay people did the Mass, did everything in the Mass, read the Gospel, gave out the communion, everything, and prepared the service. Just after 20 past 10, so we have to take hand breaks at 10 o'clock, 20 past 20 to 11, so we have to cut it there back to you in about two minutes a minute and a half. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie.
You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 7th of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Bertie Wall and Dick Lanigan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned to County Views on West Limerick 102 FM, your local community radio station. If you want to call in and fix in 0696600 or 0871669800. And on the panel, of course, tonight is Tom Ryan, Bertie Wall and Dick Lanigan. And we're looking at the panel over here, looking at the list. Hello, Pat and Tom, my two darling favourites. Dear, that's one in a long time. My two favourite main shows would not be Winners Night without you. Real a great topic to show discussing the ups and downs of what's going on and hi to the panel. And sure isn't it great to get the old drop of rain from my beautiful rose garden as my poor roses were just gasping. <laughs> and of course a big kiss for Tom, Polly the Port and Pat. Thank God there was no abortions in my day. We just had our babies and got on with life. And how right you were indeed, Polly, no abortions and, and no hassle and people who seemed to be much, much happier and happier and got on well and indeed where there were very large families, they said they got on absolutely wonderful, the old ones, one whereas the young ones and I have uh, uh, a family that they have six children at the moment, which is a bit unusual, and they're a youngish couple and they're all as happy as Larry and getting on fine. Thirty. Large families. Tears <laughs> of the large families are over. <laughs> almost, almost, I, no, almost. I think we're down to 1.5, isn't it? Uh, or 1.47 or something uh, uh, per couple now at this stage. So uh, we're, we're actually at the stage where we're just borderline uh, reproducing enough to keep the, the show going. Germany is not doing it anymore. France is not doing it. Sweden is not doing it. Um, and then uh, we import uh, these people from Turkey and from Algeria and these places and put them into ghettos and and, and the same has happened in the UK uh, and we are building up huge problems for ourselves. I was talking to an Englishman who came in uh, the other day to the place in Eskiden and he was telling me that there are whole areas of cities in the north of England that are no-go areas for the police now. Because of? Racial tensions. So you know, uh, this is this is the, the modern Europe now. The, the, this is that we're not reproducing, uh, 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 and and we're we're importing the people to do the work for us, uh, and, and this is going to be the result of it. That's what I've been thinking here with Cyril Corton, when he's on about it, you know, United Ireland, 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 as we know it, will be literally unrecognisable because of the inf. 
influx of people from all nations worldwide, literally. The, the percentage of, of, of people now who are not native-born mm. uh, as a percentage of the total population is, is, is something about 18%? Rapidly rising. And that is, that's probably un, very unusual by European or, or any other standards. The only other countries uh, would be like Australia or the Canada or the United States. They are immigration countries anyway, you know? That's part of the big planet, seems, Dick. Lots of foreign people that come here working are excellent workers. Absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. And we, we, we understand the yes. EU law means they're allowed to come in. Yes. What about all the other countries? How do they all get in? Like, and, and we're back to the housing then. We have enough houses for the people, for the people, and yet they're coming in in bus loads and lorry loads right. and all jumping out of buses yeah. and they've been lost among the nations of the. the percentage in Newcastle the last census was 27%. And that figure, and that yeah, figure, I think it's around 30% yes. in actual fact, yeah, not yeah, the 30% yeah, yeah, of non-nationals okay. in the country. Yeah. Just oh, on, I didn't realise to that. Yeah. I, just in housing, I met a young man that works in London and, and he was home in Croke and he, he, he follows the building in, and he got excited. He said, Limerick have lost out in another building, boom. He named out about 10 different um, building schemes that have been scrapped or appeals gone in or, you know, he said there's nothing happening in Limerick that should be going on. He named out different, I should Because of appeals. Appeals, yes, and kind of objections, and, you know. Now, I, I don't be in Limerick much of late, but he says that it should be a boom city, the opportunity is there, but there's different... Even, even I think uh, near the, the St Mary, um, the Macklin, Mary Macklin College, there was a scheme of houses. It went around down by the dog track, didn't it, Tom? Yeah, right, yeah. Ideal for it, and at the last minute, an objection went in, and and that's no houses being built there. But having said that, at the same time, the, the rural people are not allowed to build, and everything yes. into the city. Yes, yes, okay. Yeah, well, you see, it's all about what we spoke earlier about. It's all about management, and it's all about our system here. The political system here is all the doing is looking over the shoulders next election. Pulling strokes, they'll be they'll be in the forecast, and they'll be want to be in every paper. All silly stuff. But that's what the people want to see, and that's what works. That's what what works here. We just just. Fisa Madigan talking about her own sexual harassment last night in the doll. Well, I mean, you know, it's 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 a bit Irish now, like it's a bit of a joke, like these people are elected around the country. So what say have they have no say? And as Bertie has rightly said, parts of England are, are no go areas, parts of Limerick are not too far behind that. And uh, I mean they they really they run down areas this year. But still now we have the gurus inside there running the whole show, deciding who's going to buy what property, who's going to be in for the in for the kill, no road in, all the properties all they're cutting one of the throats now in order to say who'll get what. And all this and nobody asks any questions because nobody knows these people. They're faithless people, but they're but they're all there. And there is like I mean information there that what's going on, but there's a silence. Did like the did like the mafia, then the word or of anyone or the councillors. I asked the council here, I mean I asked him did he get a letter and did he get a settler? And he said no. That was a downright straightforward lie, because he did. And he got several of them since. All data on these people, who they are, where they're coming from, and what their aim is. They are about money, they are about their pals, and serious profit for themselves. Really and that's what's wrong really in the country, in overall, in general, anyway. We will come back to the housing, the vulture funds, and what's going on in the dollar at the moment.
government. And in the meantime, I think it would be remiss of us if we didn't compliment the Gaudi of Limerick City in relation to the Rose Handler and Bolter. They seem to have done a fantastic job in bringing the Romanian back. Uh, seemed to be a traveller type criminal traveller in the sense that he came and he went away and he moved around Europe as well. He arrived in Ireland the day before it would have seemed and he saw Rose Hamilton in the supermarket. He looked in over her shoulder while she was paying with the card and then he followed her to where she was living and followed, came back the following evening and robbed her house and murdered her. Yeah. The Ireland of today. Did somebody could come up from Romania and the same day, literally, and the following day, murder somebody. Yeah, uh, that's the... And back again within a couple of days, uh, gone out of the country again. Yeah, and and wasn't just happy to, to rob her, you know, beat her uh, to death. That's the, the, the frightening part about it. And tie her up as well. Tie her up, yeah. Uh, but the, yes, I, I would agree that the Guardian uh, should be complimented in this particular instance. I think um, uh, the reorganisation of the Guardian has, has improved the situation quite, uh, quite a lot. But uh, the other thing about it is uh, that there is a lot of crime in, in rural areas, uh, which I, I, I don't know whether they're getting to grips with it or not. Uh, I mean, you continuously hear about lawnmowers and farm equipment and, and, and uh, equipment that is being stolen uh, and it seems to be going on freely and they don't seem to have uh, any handle on that that much um, now they're probably getting a handle on some of the, the urban crime but uh, rural crime is still uh, ripe um, I had a, a situation myself about um, March uh, at two o'clock in the morning, um, I have uh, at the back of the house when I had chickens and things. I have one of those lights that you know will, will come on automatically if you walk under it. And uh, there was these two guys walking in around the the area and chatting away. They won't come back. I can guarantee you. I did scare them off, uh, and I didn't tell you how I walked out. They, 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 ran out, they, they ran out and they won't be back. But, I mean, this is going on all the time. All the time. And, and I mean, locks and things mean, mean nothing. Well, I suppose tonight we'll concentrate on the positive anyway and we'll definitely be back on that one again because that is a, a big topic and there's no doubt about it. It, it is... Minor crime doesn't seem to be taken too very seriously or so it would seem. Dick? Yeah, the, the guards did extremely well in, in that case. And... I think they're bringing in, or they're bringing in for um, drug dealing and trying to, to come to terms with it to have a, a new unit set up. But I was talking to a guard recently, I won't mention his name, and he said there's so much compliance and farm filling. He said, you best do nothing and be good at it, he said. That's, you know, that's it. it's, it's, if you put your neck on the line, his point was if you put your neck on the line, it'll get chopped off, you know. That's, it's, 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 a, it's a hard enough job. You know, they don't seem to get the back up. Well, we hear that on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. It's impossible to do their job. And I said to somebody today, I say, Casey Lockley, a couple of years ago, got an undercover guard on the drug scene that they caught somebody and undercover. And the, the, the person who was charged got the benefit of the Probation Act. 
So you'd wonder why the bottle. But anyway, back to Rose Hanrahan case, and I, I thought that deserve definitely did a fabulous job because he was gone back to Romania. He didn't return to England. That's where they picked him up eventually. So there was lots of tracking and tracing to catch somebody, Tom, yes. who had only arrived in the country the day before. Oh, there was. Well, that was a shocking situation. I really didn't. I didn't. I wasn't aware that he only came in the day before. Like, now for a shocking situation for that lovely woman, like to be murdered in her in her house, you know, in the middle of the city, like in an open area there where, you know, one of the oldest parts of the city. And, uh, you know, it, that, it, that is whatever about the, I mean, the finding of, of the murderer and getting him, you know, which was which they have to be complimented on and good that's a good job but that doesn't bring back Rose and, and you know and that poor woman like and her family and her relatives you know she was a lady and well liked in the area and she'd be well known to Polly now our friend and Polly would know Rose Hanrahan very well and uh, you can imagine the fear that it put into all the, the, all the people and you know that's criminality that is what, what we're living with the, what Dickie said is 100% you could cut in stone the girls now have to be a look around their shoulder constantly. You can see involvement there in that case said you spoke about already about Eddie Killarney, they were mentioned. So that means they have to go to GSOC, they have to go to the guard this this uh, so what do they do? I mean what do you do now? If you're sitting in this white can now see stolen car and you take off and you say I, I, we better intercede here before they kill someone. Well then if they kill themselves, like I mean there's a terrible sympathy about it. And but if they kill a family that's there driving home by after coming for a day out, that this had luck, and then the guys have to go before the tribunal and have to go before the commission. They have to go back to the commission, and they're unsuspended as well. It's an absolute disgrace the way we run our police force here, and I don't. I, and we have a new commissioner, and to be honest about this, I think that he has lost his way. To be honest about it, no, because he has he has been all of his time now on small things, summonses and fines and park and fines and things like that, and speed and fines. When there's a lot more issues involved. I think they should be concentrating on especially the drugs and the cab should be increased and there should be a prosecutor in every guard the district and bring these fellas in fast to mind these two years and three years and five years waiting but you see our justice system is antiquated and is set in stone and these are the boys that are making the money and they're starting the whole system I see a smile on Jason's face out there that England, Mary sends another message, England won the soccer match 2-1, uh, a penalty rebound by Harry Kane scored. And Joan in Drumcarlo tells us that our population is only 5 million with free movement of people from Eastern Europe is entirely possible to be a minority in our own country in a top number of years. Uh, we were saying there a little while ago, we'll go to an ad break and then we'll be discussing this, these vulture funds which are still going on and going on a long time for a number of years now and, and it is now aided and abetted by the government about in a 10% tax two months ago and now they're changing their minds again tonight in the doll. So we'll go to an ad break and we'll be back to you shortly. Mm. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061-314-948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, tod.ie. You are listening to the podcast of County Views, as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 7th of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. 
joining Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan, Bertie Wall and Dick Lanigan. As this is the podcast of County Views, the phone lines and text lines are now closed. Please do not phone or text, otherwise you'll be unnecessarily charged. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie. Welcome back, listeners. And Mary's on again. She's on the wall tonight. She says water is turned, uh, to be turned off in Ratkeel tomorrow for 24 hours. That's the first I heard of it. And I don't know if it was announced here through the local radio station, but water will be turned off tomorrow for 24 hours in Ratkeel. They're doing all spending a fortune down there, doing roadways and pathways and highways and byways. And money, no problem. Can the panel comment on the car crash in Killarney County Kerry with two 14-year-old boys, one dead and one seriously injured about, but not critical, what, what part did the car be playing the accident from Mike and Kilmallock? If you can have a fast comment on that, lads, it's obviously a sensitive area, but many people get killed in car crashes, all fully insured and genuine people. Look, uh, it, the first thing is, is we obviously have to express our sympathy to the parents and, and to the relatives. The other thing, uh, we all did mad things when we were young in, in, in cars and, and we were looking to probably escape. And, you know, youths will be youths. But the problem now is that the cars are so powerful. Uh, we were dealing with low... With strong leave. quality cars as well. They didn't bend too easy. They didn't bend too easy. But they, 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 they were low horsepower and, and, and they were yeah. very powerful uh, and they were probably uh, uh, old machines. They're youths. I, I passed the secondary school in Drumcolor and I am absolutely amazed at people coming to secondary school and in yeah. Audis yeah. and BMWs and big, powerful Volkswagen. So we are obviously a very wealthy country, then. <laughs> you know, and you're letting young people and out in, in, in machines like that? Sure, of course. There, you know, there's going to be the accidents. Anyway, our sympathy is, is obviously to, to the parents and relatives. Uh, uh, sympathy is uh, to the parents involved in the families. Look, at the 14 on the cars, stone crazy, you know, whatever. They've got the car, they seem to get the car somewhere. And... She, you can't drive a car at 14. That's it happens all over the country, yes. really. On yeah, so it's a tragic yeah. accident, and, and look, it's, it's just you. I've already commented on pattern, you know, and uh, the situation is this is a, an old phenomenon, like, you know, that people, young people are taking cars and they're, they're hot-wadding them and they're going with them out on the public road. And uh, it's, uh, as I said, in the census, they kill themselves, but he could have been there around as well. There has to be parental control involved as well in this, and not a lot of nonsense being spoken about this, about uh, it's going on all day in the news. Well, it's one o'clock in the morning I for 14-year-olds as well. You, yeah, well, sure, there has to be a responsibility for somewhere like, I mean, these people could have crashed into a car, maybe a, a family, wiped them out, you know. So, I mean, there's, there's too much nonsense going on. There's too much that has been tolerated, like, it's been tolerated. I mean, we have, we, we see there, we go out there to any crossroads, any main road, we see the, the, the donors that are doing all that. That's all, that's all recklessness on behalf, and I don't care what is there, and I don't mind what this youth and all this, they, they, they had never in this country better facilities for young people across the board. And if that's the, if that's the outcome that, that, that we are going to put up with, well then, 
we deserve nothing else. Hello, Patent Panel. I send this text from the high hills of Nakaroka, Hokanders, and then I think you must have been watching the soccer match all night because and ran out of energy. It is a very short one from Mark indeed. Can the panel give their view as to what candidate will win the Dublin Bay South by election from Mark Tierney, East Limerick Lyle listener? It would seem that it's a Fine Gael seat and that it'll probably go to the Fine Gael candidate from what um, surveys I have seen. Um, I, I think Sinn Féin will be a bit um, disappointed. They were uh, expecting their candidate to do um, a lot better. She was a former uh, MEP. Um, they, the other parties just seem to be way down. And then, of course, they're mentioning Ivana Bacic yeah. uh, for Labour. Um, could run them close. But, uh, it's going to be an interesting one, but it's all irrelevant anyway. Most people uh, down here have no great interest one way or the other. Ivan Batchik is a high-profile candidate. I think she'll push it hard. Mm-hmm. Her father came to, to cut glass in Waterford Glass many years ago. From, that's where she came from. But, uh, you saw the programme Sunday evening, did you? I heard it on the radio, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I I'm, I'm more of a radio fan than anything. But... Uh, Tom, I haven't been sure Patrick Pianz, but I wouldn't be familiar with that constituency at all. And it's kind of irrelevant anyway, because whoever whoever gets elected will have no idea about all of it. Yeah, I, I was surprised from the evening I was in somebody's house and I saw Evelyn uh, Batship, if that's her name is, and I saw her on it. And I thought it rather surprising that she would be on a program like that so close to uh, an election. It was controversial over that, Pat. Yeah, and now the Fine Gael were the crowd that kicked up over the advantage she's getting, and then she got more publicity because that then was brought onto newspapers, the controversy. Fine Fall didn't seem to bother her much because they seemed to have thrown the towel in it would look like and uh, RT then gave the reason that that program was it was an old program it was repeat it was repeat broadcast it was an error on their part oh yes yes yeah, yeah. so it's a bit like the abortion and the other things I think if it suits yeah. you put it on and then anyone kicks it into an error an error yes yeah, yeah, yeah. but you wonder who would be in, who is involved in decision making in RT you know that uh, that uh, they're faced as people like all right, you know, but they have a huge influence. I mean, on, on issues like, and, and as you said, the, the Boston issues, social issues, they, I mean, they, they, they have, they, they can, they can direct thinking in people, they can control people's thinking, you know, and a lot of these programs that are on, you know, if you look at the actual programs now, like, I mean, even the radio or the television, you have either to be gay, a reformed drug addict, a transvestite, or something, in order to be. I mean, I, I, I tell you, the guys that I was taught that someone that to take the crop back and the GA, that someone wants to stand up and say, What's that is about? Like, the other side of it, of course, is that there is, it's we're such a small country, and there is this golden circle of people, and, and they're all interconnected. Uh, through f- boards and finance and everything else. I mean, look at the situation where you have the chancellor of the university uh, sitting on the board of the company that's now going to investigate. Yes, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Like. I mean, you couldn't I, make it. You couldn't make it up. Couldn't make it up. No. And I mean, you you look at the cost of the of the hospital in Dublin. Uh, there's wheels within wheels. There's supposed to be a, a responsible board. Uh, for the building of this thing. And all they do is they come every so often uh, into the doll and say, oh yeah, we have another uh, half a dozen or 
two dozen more claims. For Fourteen more months, months, and they don't know what it's going to cost. Fourteen more months. Fourteen more years with me. The lads were looking at me, and I was laughing, and I was really laughing at this one. Hello, Pat and panel. Well, I got I got off lightly on this. I must say, Pat, I absolutely detest soccer. I didn't watch the soccer either. I sent my second text from those beautiful high hills in Knockroca, how Connellish. Minister for Finance Pascal O'Donoghue has announced houses damaged by MICA will be exempt from local paying property tax for the next six years. Is this April the 1st or what, what date is it at all, Brett? Is it a, a, a fool's day joke that he's announcing that they'll be exempt from paying local property tax and the house is bloody well falling down? Yeah, they're already falling down. That's a, <laughs> is it that's a joke? Shocking, that's a shocking <laughs> like, situation for people, for families. And even the, the, the and we discussed that back when they broke there sometime ago. We spoke about that before, and we said here in the program that there were a lot of Limerick houses involved as well, and yeah, Limerick so wouldn't mention it at all. In yeah, the, in, you know, there is, yeah. And, and, no, Rick, and, and you have to be, I, I mean, it's unbelievable, like you, and, and the way it's been taken, it's kind, of, it's kind of forgotten about already. And very little yeah. out talk about it either, Limerick. Oh, there's no talk about it, it's like the Rose Henry situation. They always say to her, we, we move on, we move on, we move on to, and it, oh, this is a fix ourselves, they say we have no comment to make. And that, I mean, you can see people that, that have mortgages and their house fall down around them. I mean, you can imagine to get up in the morning in a house, I mean, and, it's, and, and another crack in a while, you know, I mean, it is. So the good news is Pascal Dunham said he wanted to pay property tax. He didn't pay it all out. That's, I mean, it's unbelievable. These clowns, you know, that, 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 that. But you know, what just, I've one bit of a pig in a poke at the moment, a pig be in my bonnet. What are all these gurus doing making comments about COVID? Every time you turn on a television or radio, there's a different fellow making a comment. I mean, we have, we have Martin, we have Leo, we have Eamon Ryan, you have the Minister for Finance. You have, why, in the name of God, are they all, have they anything else to do besides come out and, and making comments on something that they know very little about? And it's out there, it's, it's different out of their, out of their pay grade as a knowledge anyway, but they have to be talking all the time. Mary Martin comes down the stairs, you think they were going to, he was going to announce a war or something. You know, that people are going to be <laughs> conscripted. I mean, what in the name of, wouldn't they have a spokesman there? And, and they would advise people what was happening. And the different people in the world, and then, now the journal ministers commenting, and they're all making contradictory statements, and they're all like, it has turned into now to be a political, a political I'm, I'm surprised you, Tom, because I was listening to the lady today, she was on about uh, clued houses, and my wife was travelling the car, you know, and she mentioned the minister, the department first, and the minister's name, and of course, as Tom well knows, and we all know at this stage, those people in those jobs, you've got to mention the department, but you also better name the minister, and the journey is because it's important that his name is thrown out there all the time as yeah. much times as possible. Do you think, That's he what be, you think he would build in the houses? Like, no. Well, you think, but she was also watching herself yeah. for promotion purposes. Yeah. Now, I have tried to just raise... To, just to follow up on Tom's point, as sure as somebody makes a statement and, and, and it's going in one direction, or she will bring on somebody to contradict it immediately. Oh, well, you're right, yeah. yeah. That's right. And it's kind of standard practice yeah. now. Yeah. Now, I've been trying to get in a topic there since half past nine. I've been unsuccessful. How has it been 
result, vulture funds and cuckoo funds, the government brought in a, a tax back two months ago, and Michael Martin said they wouldn't tolerate those vulture funds letting, buying bulk, uh, large amount of houses and then renting them back to the people. But now they have changed their minds. They're taking away the 10% tax. They're allowing these English vulture funds, not to let masters where they're from, but at least if it was an Irish crowd, but it is English. They're buying these loads of houses. Now they don't have to pay any tax on them. That's been removed. And then turned in, will rent them back to the Limerick City County Council or County Council, City Council throughout the country. I mean, the lunatics have definitely, Unbelievable. Have definitely taken over the asylum. Yeah. Uh, and, and Tom is absolutely right. Uh, I mean, the government is, is bankrupt uh, and it hasn't the money and, and this is the alternative. Yeah. And I, I, the people who went out and fought for this country and for the independence of this country must be turning in their graves at this stage. Uh, it, none of it makes sense. And now, is it any wonder <coughs> that... All of the younger generations now have absolutely no interest in politics and no concern about politics uh, and regard it as totally irrelevant. Uh, and is it any wonder? I, I mean, the, the level of, of, of incompetence, uh, the, the, the level of, of lack of planning, the, the, the level of, of not being able to see the, the consequences of some of their actions, it's just absolutely frightening. They're getting away with it. This is a good few years old now, but they're still continuing. They tried to claw it in. Now they've thrown it back out, given it an incentive to them. I've said this before. History will not be kind to those that brought in the vulture funds. I think we owned the houses as a state. The AIB and, the bank, and Anglo went bust. So the, the state took over these properties. And why we couldn't manage them ourselves and run them ourselves. But you have a new government now doing the very same thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but why couldn't we do it that time? And as I said about the rent, to, um, to, like for, for, for 15 years we're in a rent crisis and, yeah. and he just pops out and says, we'll index link the rent when it's out of control. So this cuckoo fund vulture crowd are buying these huge numbers in Dublin. Yeah. They will then rent them back to the county council or the people at enormous rate. They have huge power. They control the whole thing now. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 the, the horse is bolted as far as I can see on it, you know. Nobody in charge, Tom, you have two minutes left. Nobody in charge, Pat, but like, this only started out, out there about uh, two months ago when, uh, when the Walsh of Fund bought the actual um, this, uh, building site in Dublin with, with so many houses. They were all crying into the, we had it morning on night 24, 7, as uh, you could say, you know, and then all of a sudden Michael Martin comes out and he makes a big excuse that he was going to they were going to tax the ultra funds. I mean, who did it? They're, they're idiots. Now, what he said today, if in any democracy or in any in any bit of respectable, what you call government in any part of Europe, he'd have to resign because he, he, it was an about turn, a total pack of, of lies. He, 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 he undo, undid what he, what he said. But to see, again, he released information. They have to have the houses. And they're only for 25 years. They won't have them at all. So they can double the rent and they can do what they like with them. I mean, you never... These, these crowd are, are a crowd of idiots. Like, and, and, but you see, they have no money. You see, so what we said early on, like, the debt now... Now we're depending on the... Last week, or a fine ago, we were taxing the vulture funds. Now we're today, we're depending on them. 
So what do you want? When you go over to councils and sit and down and say getting 25 or 30,000 a year, what are they saying about it? What are RTD saying about it? Nothing. I published a, po- a poem to some guy that appeared originally in the Farmers Journal some years ago, and it was the lunatics were running the asylum. So some things never changed. So we're running up against the clock, of course. This is a local community radio station, and it has to pay its own way, so we appreciate those people who send us on 10, 20, and 13, 14, 50 euros there towards the 50-50 draw. So anybody who's outside our area or not near us, if you stick a few euros in the envelope, and we'll stick you into the 50-50 draw, and it'll be appreciated very much. It's for sale locally in a large range of businesses throughout West Limerick, so you're familiar with that. So my sincere thanks to Bertie Hen. Sorry, Bertie Wall. What? Bertie Hen. Our sincere thanks to Jason Smith, of course, our producer, Tom Ryan, Bertie Wall, and Dick Lanigan. Thank you, gentlemen. You were wonderful characters, and next week I'll try to replace you with a couple of women if I can find them. They'll have to find, I don't know where they're gone to, but I won't say where some of them might be gone to. So, folks, it's 11 o'clock. Thank you for the messages and the text messages, and I hope that Mark is all right after I'm finding him there that he was worn out from watching the soccer matches indeed, that he'll recover well from it. And we'll back into you on next Wednesday night, please, God. And anyone who's listening there tonight who'd like to take part, we'd love to hear from you. I think only one person has ever rang me up to say they wants to come on the show, which is a bad sign in itself. Thank you very much, folks. Good night. God bless. 102 FM. You've just been listening to the podcast of County Views as broadcast on West Limerick 102 FM on the 7th of July 2021 from 9.30 to 11pm. Bertie Wall and Dick Lanigan join Pat O'Donovan and Tom Ryan for the discussion. County Views is brought to you by Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, Limerick and Newcastle West. For all your legal requirements, phone 061 314 948. Tynan O'Donovan Solicitors, TOD.ie.